Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Episode 282, The Coronavirus Conspiracy. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. Well, Wendy, how are you feeling today? I feel great today, Mike. Okay. How about you? I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh Uh-oh. I woke up with a little tickle in my throat. Oh, no. I'm going to just back away slowly. I'll be talking from over here today. It was the Wuhan tickle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you haven't been experiencing a, a fever, have you? Or perhaps a cough or maybe... Shortness of breath. No, I mean, I, no? I was a little hot yesterday, and I thought I might have a fever, mm-hmm. but that was just because I needed more cowbell. Oh. Oh, she walked God. into it, everybody. You should have seen it. It was like walking into a glass oh. door. Okay. So um, this week, we do want to talk about what's been in the news, and that is the coronavirus, and mm-hmm. everybody's been talking about it. And the thing is, it's not in the United States yet, as of this recording. We're recording on Sunday, February 2nd. Uh, And this might be a time capsule in the future because it's like, oh, look how innocent the (laughs) Americans were when they talked about the coronavirus before they all died. They thought they were just free and clear. Yes. Um, But it had, I mean, almost 300 people have died so far of it. So there has been, um, you know, definite cases of people passing away from the coronavirus. But not around here. And also, it's a very, it's flu-like symptoms, right? Right, exactly. It's just, you know, it's funny because you'd think there'd be some real clear symptom that would mm-hmm. let you know you have the coronavirus. But really, basically, if you feel like you have a cold or the flu, you're going to die. The coronavirus. It's over. The coronavirus happened. There's an engineered bioweapon in your system. Yeah. And you're basically, it's, it's like what happened to Dustin Hoffman in Outbreak. <laughs> so, yeah, the symptoms are just... You know, they say fever, cough, or shortness of breath. Okay. That's what you're looking out for. Now, when I said that almost 300 people have died of the coronavirus, you gave me a look like, Mike, you're full of it. I thought there were more. Oh, there might be more? Okay. That's the thing. Now, this is what this episode is about, however. It's about the misinformation, the disinformation. Because the thing is, is it misinformation? Is it disinformation? You know? Right. Everybody's been talking about it, and everybody has an opinion about it, but how many people actually know the facts? That's right. And the thing is, it's funny. It's not funny, of course. It's not, but... fu- it's not funny when you're, <laughs> when you're coughing to death. But it's weird because um, it is such a, you know, it, it's just like the flu. It, the symptoms are the same as the flu. Right. So it's just another variety of the flu, which you could have it and recover from it and right. never even know. So, right. So, But what happens, though, if you have diarrhea and you look down and there's your spleen in the oh. toilet, game's over. <laughs> But no, the people who die from it, it's just typically, you know, they can develop pneumonia or other, you know, if it's someone real older or maybe more frail, Mm -hmm. that the symptoms might affect more seriously. Obviously, respiratory, that's a serious thing if you can't breathe. Right. And so then people get infections or things like that, just like any other flu. Well, what I think is, you know, interesting here is that it seems like every few years we get some kind of new... People talk about things like an epidemic, like it's going to be the Spanish flu of 1921 that killed, you know, a million people. Right, right. Um, And of course, there was a meme going around the other day that said like 1620, 
bubonic plague, 1720, <laughs> right. smallpox, 18. You know, it went up the list right. to like 2020, coronavirus. Da, da, da. Right, it's like every 100 years there's a virus. No, every yeah. year there's a yeah. virus. And Mike, you were correct. I have today's situation report on yes, the coronavirus. sit rep. Straight from the CDC. And uh, yes, it said that there's been 304 deaths in China and one outside of China. And that so. outside of China actually was in Madison, Wisconsin. No, I wasn't. I just, <laughs> I'm really just kidding. I just wanted to spook you. You did. Um, did you see my face? Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, though. Um, you know, every few years, and I remember, and this is why I'm not terrified of the coronavirus. This might be famous last words here. But why I'm not terrified of the coronavirus is, so 2000 and was it 2003 or 2004? It's the middle of the SARS epidemic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everybody's like, SARS, it's going to kill you. <laughs> and people in Toronto are walking around with the, um, the face masks, yeah. the, you know, the surgical face masks. I thought they just wanted to play doctor. I'm like, I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> I'm going to have a good time with the Canucks tonight. Are they worried about the pollution? Yeah, right. Or smog. Um, but no, they were, I mean, people wearing face masks. And we had a show in Toronto, like... This was April of, oh, I oh want to say 2003. Yeah, it was early in the aughts. That, you know, so we go up, <laughs> we go up to, to Toronto, play a show. And I believe that was also the first time I drank 9% beer or whatever. Yeah, that Canadian beer <laughs> snuck up on us. It knocked us on our butts. Um, we had no idea. Right, because we each had a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> So by the end of the night, so, so Ben's, uh, our guitar player, his girlfriend at the time was going to the University of Toronto. So he went off with her and then, which left Wendy and I to fend for ourselves in the mean, <laughs> those mean Canadian streets, uh, you know, glistening with maple syrup. And so we're up there and it's after bar times. So we play a show, went really well and had a lot of fun. And then we were hanging out with the bartender and the bar, everybody was super nice. Eh? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. A eh? eh, a boot. <laughs> and um, we were having a really good time. And so drinking beers, and then we just, we, oh, we need to get some food. Oh, yeah, as you do as at, you th- at bar time. At bar time, after drinking a pitcher of yeah. 9% Canadian beer, uh, the good stuff. And so we're just wandering into Chinatown, like right at the center of the SARS <laughs> epidemic. <laughs> the heart of the SARS outbreak, <laughs> it basically. It the heart of the SARS outbreak. For the North American. For the North. And we're just going in there at 2 o'clock in the morning, eating, and I... And we ate everything in sight, and it was delicious. Chances of me washing my hands were very low. <laughs> and oh. you know what could have kept us safe? Hmm. The pickling. <laughs> yeah. The fact that our the fact that our bodies, uh, you know, the, the the SARS virus could have came in and been like, oh God, turn around, yeah. <laughs> You know, retreat, retreat. Right. They didn't want to operate in a body with a drunken right. driver. This is not a safe environment not to, safe. to live in. So we were kept safe from the <laughs> SARS virus. And the best is my mother, who is, I mean, she's not necessarily a germaphobe, a little bit. She's always very into hand washing, but just always paying attention to whatever health crisis or whatever, whatever's yeah. going on in the world, she knows like some horror story about it. Oh, no. And so she was just, you know. Oh, she's like, worrying about I her little her, boy. Right, because I called her the next day. Like, because we I think we drove down to New York the next day. And like, oh, I remember a great time. Mom, tour's going really well. And she's like, well, where were you? And I'm like, oh, we had the best Chinese food in Toronto last night at 2 o'clock in the morning. She's like, oh, my God, my baby's going to die. You know that whole right. thing. 
Yeah. And remember the bird flu came out a few years after yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, the bird flu, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Well, and that's actually, um, you know, just, just to get some facts out here at the beginning before we dive into the conspiracy right. aspect of it. But it is not caught by drinking Coronas. So oh. no worries, Mike. Although my favorite beer, <laughs> I love my favorite, my favorite meme so far has been, uh, you know what goes great with the coronavirus? Lyme disease. Oh my gosh, that's not even. <laughs> that's wow, an awesome that's joke. Um, I but, saved that one. <laughs> but a coronavirus is is you know it's a series of viri. Yes. Oh, look at you busting out them yes. English chops. And they call this one the novel coronavirus just because it's the newest one. So they okay. call it the 2019 dash. NCOV. So not that it's particularly literary or anything no, like that. No, no, but we could. Maybe we could write a novel about it. Right. It kills. It kills you longer than a, the novella. Right. But the facts are really simple about this. And the thing is, um, so a coronavirus is like a family of, of viruses or viri, if viri. you will, and basically they can be transmitted between animals and humans. So there's one feature about them that is common among coronaviruses. Okay, so you can catch them from an animal. Yes. So like the bird flu. Um, that was a kind of coronavirus? Yeah, it was. And so there was another one that was spread fairly recently a few years ago that originated from some kind of camel that oh, then man. went to humans. And this one, they think, Somebody been... was trying to drink the water from the hump. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I this knew one... it. They put a straw right in it. Right. They think that it came from possibly from bats. Oh. And they're they're pointing toward the Wuhan, uh, like the market place. Okay, so somebody so. had sex with a bat. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> maybe they did like an Aussie. I don't know, but anyway. So it's... <laughs> I blame this whole coronavirus on Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> he started it. He started People... by biting the right. bat. Yeah. So straight from the CDC page, it says, you know, most often spread from person to person happens among close contacts. About six feet, you can transmit it because... It, so it, you've already given me the coronavirus. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, Christ. Um, but it is thought to occur mainly via respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes, similar to how influenza and other respiratory pathogens spread. These droplets can land in the mouths or noses of people who are nearby or possibly be inhaled into the lungs. <sighs> and it says that it's currently unclear if a person can get the virus by touching a surface or object that has the virus on it and then touching their own mouth, nose, or eyes. But basically, you just you want to avoid bodily fluids from someone who has it. That's a okay? safe. That seems like a safe bet, yeah. no matter what. And so they say that like we touch our faces, you know, hundreds of times every day. I'm doing so, it right now. Yeah. So the thing is, if you're in public, you're like in an elevator, and somebody sneezes, and a you know micro droplet of their mucus oh, might yeah. find its way onto your finger, and then you rub your eye, and voila, you've got oh, the that's corona. It. Yeah, then you're done. Yeah. And you're dead. No, but <laughs> anyway, so, but I, I did watch a video on the same website where they said that you don't have to worry about like getting a package from China. You know, if you ordered something on uh, Wish or something like right. that. <laughs> from Alibaba. Or right. Uh, it wouldn't survive. Like it doesn't, sur it barely survives at all outside of its human carrier. So the key is, is touching something that came from another human. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So we don't have to worry too much. Pretty simple facts there. So just wash your hands. They say, you know, wash your hands 20 seconds with soap and just avoid contact with people. And I thought it was... I recommend that in general. <laughs> when I avoid contact with people, I tend to get less upset, period. Yeah. And if you do catch it, just stay away from everybody. Like, don't be spreading just that. die please. alone. 
Now, I thought um, this. I saw the story, and I just had to to share this really quickly, and then we'll get to the fun conspiracy sure, stuff. Sure, no, but, no, please. Um, there was a gas mask wearing passenger that caused a flight to be delayed in Texas because he panicked the other travelers. So this fella, like I've seen people with, you've seen people with masks on in airplanes, right? You know, oh, kind I, of. Absolutely. You yeah. see people all the time. Well, people, they do that on the subway a lot now. Yeah. Is that they wear the mask. It's a great way if you want to stay, like not talking to people. Like, <laughs> no, I was reading That's about true. why they wear the, wear the mask. And sometimes it's because they, they're worried about germs. And sometimes it's just a way to signify. Oh, that a social thing. You, you know, like you socially don't want to talk to anybody else. Closed for business. This right. mouth is closed. Like I'm done. I'm thinking about something or whatever. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. Like don't hit on me. Well, I always. Subway traveler. <laughs> I always think about anytime I'm in a plane and you hear people coughing and hacking up stuff and you're like oh my god this air is just circulating and we're all breathing it you know yeah how how can you not get sick if you're in a disease incubator exactly so i respect but this guy uh he got on the (laughs) (laughs) the picture is great yeah he got on the plane with like a full face like covering gas mask right he looked he looks like uh like some dude from world war one is just sitting yeah exactly so you know he freaked out the passengers because people thought he might have something with him that, like, right. he was trying to protect himself from. Why and... else would you, unless you had a gas bomb or something like that, unless you were planning on releasing some kind of harmful chemical, <laughs> why would you wear that on a plane? Yeah, and his whole entire head is covered, so you can't even see his face at all. Anyway, I just saw that, and I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, oh, man, what is going on here? Wait, so they, t- they removed him from the plane. Instead of just saying, like, excuse me, sir, can you remove your gas mask because you are upsetting the other passengers? Yeah, well, I, I think they might have asked him, and he... He said no. Maybe he couldn't hear him because he had a gas mask covering his whole face. But anyway, they said that he did get on another flight and did not wear the mask. So Okay. Anyway, this is just the level of like what's happening here. And I don't even know if that's related to the coronavirus, but it just made me think of that because so many people are wearing the masks now. Yes. Because of the fear that's being spread through the news. Well, can you know, this is from LiveScience.com. Can wearing a face mask protect you from the new coronavirus? Yeah. No. Okay. So don't waste your time. So the answer, so according to Dr. William Schaffner, an infectious mm-hmm. disease specialist at Vanderbilt in Tennessee, he says that uh, it just isn't going to do enough stuff. There is a specialized mask called the N95 respirator that can protect. Because it probably has a finer filter, right? Right. Uh, it's got a thicker one than the surgical mask. But the ones that people are wearing are just straight up surgical masks or stuff Pointless. they buy from Home Depot or Menards but or whatever. Maybe it makes you feel better. So there might be a psychosomatic <laughs> sure. effect. But just your standard surgical mask um, is not going to help you against the coronavirus. They're not designed to keep out viral particles. Uh, they don't fit tightly around mm, enough. Sure. Um that mucus could get in there. It could right. sneak its way it's in. It's just better to wear a gas mask when you fly a plane. <laughs> Don't do that. Just wear. I encourage you. I encourage the listening audience. Next time you get on a plane, be the oh my be the gas mask wearing person and see how far that gets you. Well, I do have one more interesting fact yeah, related to viruses. Keep them coming. And I saw this article and I thought it was kind of cool because they have found that depending on when you're born, which viruses are spreading that year. Okay makes you more resistant to certain other viri, like in that family, which, you know, it makes sense, kind of. But yeah, they were correlating um, that people, you know, if, if a child was born during like the H1N1 year, then their ability to like fight that brand of flu is better. 
throughout their life. Uh-huh. So they can predict, you know, if they see like, okay, some some baby that was born in 2020, when they're an adult, if the, a corona style virus comes around again, they're going to be better at fighting it because they were born in that year when it was having an outbreak or whatever. Okay. Just an interesting kind of... I don't know. I thought that was that was really interesting that like different generations have different resistances or abilities to to fight off outbreak type things like this. I think that is a, a kind of a, a cool thing. And it does show that like how humans are just so interesting in the way that um, if there's no one size fits all. Yeah, right. When it exactly. Comes to us. You know, you're thinking like, okay, well, the kid's yeah. born today in 20 years. They're going to be like coronavirus, coronavirus. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. maybe somebody who was born during the SARS, you know, because it's a coronavirus style sure. thing, they might be more resistant to this coronavirus. And now the reason they call it the coronavirus, right, is because it has, it looks like it has little rays oh, around it. I don't know. Like a crown. Okay. Like the sun. Like, like the corona of the like, moon or sun. Yeah. And so when people are looking at it under a microscope or whatever, they seem to have... Um, it, it looks like the corona around the sun. Mm, so that's what they call it, the coronavirus, which just, I mean, corona is just, is it Spanish for crown? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all derived from Latin anyway. So we just say it's a Latinate. <laughs> sure. Latinate word derived from the Latin for crown. I do have to say that I can't understand why people freak out about these things, though. And I admit, I listened to some of the... Uh, well, more non-scientific stuff about the Zika virus ah, when sure. that came out. Yeah. I mean, I changed an entire vacation because of the Zika virus. Yeah. And um, so if you feel like you've got something to protect, then you might be like, okay, now I'm really worried about it. Oh, this. absolutely. So we're, I mean, we're laughing about this. Like, no, what do we know? No. You know, but the, but the thing is, like, I when I felt like I was worried when taking a pregnant woman to a place with the sure. Zika virus, when the, when the State Department said, don't go there, yeah. I was like, let's not go there. And then we had a restaurant in Miami, and we we're sitting outside, a mosquito lands on my <laughs> shoulder, and I asked the waiter, can we go inside? Nice. I really, I did, you know. Um, <laughs> it infected you. Right, and we didn't go to the Keys, or we didn't yeah. go to the um, Everglades or anything Aww. like that, because that was going to be Mosquito Central. So I thought about that in advance, and so admit, even though, like we're kind of making fun of like the terror or my mother's afraid of the SARS yeah. virus. I'll be the first to admit no. that when I was worried about it, I actually, I'm, I would have worn the mask. It but, is legitimate too, especially yeah. if you know somebody who's frail or sickly or maybe somebody who's like doing chemotherapy and they always say you have to be really careful because you're, you're not as good at fighting off mm-hmm. these things. So yeah, it is scary if you know somebody in that or if you're in that position, Right. Um, it can be a thing to be... I guess, overly aware of. But it's because, you know, we have legitimate fears of dying of the flu. I mm. mean, because it's killed hundreds of oh. millions of people over the time. Yeah. And you look at that map and you see that huge red dot over China, you know, it's like. Well, and that's a thing too. <laughs> so, I mean, this is what makes us susceptible to people talking crazy things about it and conspiracies and thinking that it's more than just the flu, especially because we're dealing with China. And I think... Americans have a somewhat natural distrust of China because it was kind of an enemy for a long time, at least in the communist versus free market world kind of thing. Until now, I mean, all of our stuff got started making China in the past 20 years. Right. But if you think about what happened after the Second World War, where uh, there was the entire um, Chinese Civil War, 
the communists won. They went through, they killed tens of millions of people if you were a doctor or you were a scientist or anything. They went through the Cultural Revolution. A lot of things went down, and we didn't even hear about it. It was closed off. You know, it was closed off until 1972 when Nixon went, and then mm-hmm. we reopened relations with the country. Yeah. Um, so you have this kind of idea, like, okay, now China feels like, oh, what goes on over there kind of thing. Yeah. Because if they have all the, the, these draconian rules that we're used to hearing about. Oh, they only can have one child. And then yeah, if, they have, if they get pregnant again, you got to abort the child. Oh, there's a social credit system where um, the government's keeping track of everything. And then there's also the deals that Google and Facebook and everybody had to make to be able to run in China. Right, yeah. That they, like Google has to censor the search. The search <sighs> results has to be approved by the government. So it seems like this... More than ever, uh, the the Far East, the Orient, seems like it's Oriental as far as in the original um, the original definition of the term Oriental, in that it's mysterious. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have this natural disposition, even though we've probably known a thousand Chinese guys. If you went to college, you definitely hung out with some Chinese guys. Oh yeah, you know. Um, but you have this natural disposition to be like you think of it as a mysterious place, right? And I would say the city of Wuhan which has 11 million people. Oh my gosh. So the city of Wuhan would already be like the second largest city in the United States. Um, this is probably the first time anybody's ever heard of it, at least. Right, in common discussion. Around us. Like the, kind right. of, the people who are listening to this podcast are native English speakers. Chances are you're American. You might be British or Australian. but or Canadian. Or, or, or Canadian, eh? And we love you all. But the thing is, as far as, it's just, it's a mysterious place. And we think we we have this sense of the Chinese as the other. Mm-hmm. I think, especially with the way the media blows up trade wars and things like this, and it makes it sound like okay, anything could happen. And so it makes these conspiracy ideas more believable. And to get into just some of the things that people have been saying, first of all, the people that have been calling it the Kung Flu. Oh man, I hadn't even heard that. Right, the Kung Flu. That's kind of funny. <laughs> but you know, more than. Um, it seems like different kinds of diseases in the past and viri in the past. This one is more directed of, okay, the Chinese now, this is their bioweapon that's out on the loose. <gasps> so instead of thinking like, oh, it's just a bird flu, or it's just something that passed from bats to humans, and nobody had sex with a bat, um, what the original idea was that somebody maybe have would have eaten a bat, like bat soup or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, Or like a bat flew by and sneezed or something and it, or a bat bitcha you know like, right I, <laughs> there are vampire bats and they have bitten humans yeah and so it's not that weird like somebody had an encounter with a bat and a or like what if a bat you know landed on somebody's food at the market or something like that and you know crapped just, on it who knows i don't know because think about guano think about bat poop um like it's it's real man and if it <laughs> If it dropped on your food or something, it's or real. it doesn't have to be, it, it doesn't have to be a lot of bad poop. Yeah. Like it has to just be just a microscopic particle. It has to be a respiratory right. particle or whatever. Yeah. So if coughing can do it, then just a little bit of bad poop could do it. So there's this picture going around and it's somebody at the Wuhan, uh, seafood and animal market. And they do have like bat soup there. Oh. And they show the different kinds of foods. They're cutting up frogs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're making up fish and making me hungry. Right, and then I think a lot of people also, a lot of your standard uh, 
quote unquote standard Americans might look at that and they're like, well, I've been to the, you know, I've been to the Chinatown market and you see the fish <laughs> with the eyes on it and stuff. And it, yeah, you have that sense, that sense sure. of mystery, that sense of the other that I think makes it easy to be like, oh, they eat bats. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we eat, um, sure. we eat pigs toenails. Like we, you know, that's <sighs> jello. We feed our kids toenails from pigs. So eating a bat is not that big of a stretch. Um, I know it's right, not the but same it's not processed to the point where you can't recognize it. I think that's what right because Jello is sweet and tasty, and a bat. You're and like, it doesn't what look is, like a pig's toenail. Did you put a bat on a stick? <laughs> what is this? And then you know, some people were were saying it was this market, and it's because this you know somebody either ate a bat, a bat bit them, anything like that. But it's the oh, it animal to human. <gasps> well, and animal to human stuff. I mean, that's why when there's mad cow disease, they have to kill an entire crop of cows that's why when you know chronic wasting disease how many millions of deer were killed in wisconsin because um chronic wasting disease can pass from a deer to a human and then it becomes like a terrifying thing and so yes you you can get this stuff from eating it and it can turn you into a zombie and you'll eat people yeah so don't eat bats kids no i mean (laughs) whatever you want now some people the conspiracy guys especially this one zerohedge.com and zerohedge.com um, the guy doesn't even have his real name on the byline. Like, he just says Tyler Durden, which is the character that Brad <laughs> nice Pitt Fight there. Club. Jeez. And, but, I mean, ZeroHedge.com gets plenty of hits. And, like, he goes in, and he's like, that idea of the market, and his quotes, is a fabricated farce. And the real reason behind the viral spread is because a weaponized version of the coronavirus was released by Wuhan's Institute of Virology, a top level four biohazard lab, which was studying, quote unquote, the world's most dangerous pathogens. Perhaps it would be a good idea for the same Wuhan Institute of Virology to remove the following help wanted notice posted on November 18th, Uh-oh. 2019, according to which the Institute is seeking to hire one or two postdoc fellows who will use, quote, bats to research the molecular mechanism that allows Ebola and SARS associated coronaviruses Ooh. to lie dormant for a long time without causing diseases. Oh, no. Now, this is an interesting thing, too, because you can, like, because of Google Translate, Mm-hmm. Like now people can like do research oh, themselves and go to places and translate a web page yeah. <laughs> and find out. The thing is, I mean, there was a Wuhan Institute of Virology where they are studying these kind of things. But does that mean it necessarily escaped? Like they're studying coronaviruses all over the world. Right. But people talking about this as like some kind of Chinese bioweapon, like that's just being released. Um, that just, like once you make that, once you have a lab there, yeah, that connection is there. Kind of work, then the connection is there because we've seen too many movies. Yeah. Like, oh no, they must have been working on some kind of bioweapon. And it's not like we haven't worked on bioweapons and it hasn't backfired before. There's an island off the coast of Scotland, Grunyard Island, or I don't know how to say it. May I say it like a Scotsman? Grunyard, Grunyard Island is a small oval-shaped Scottish island, approximately <laughs> two kilometers, located in Grunyard Bay, about halfway between Gairloch and Ullapool. At its closest point to the mainland, it's about one kilometer offshore. The island was dangerous for all mammals after experiments with the anthrax bacterium in 1942, and it was not decontaminated until the late 20th century. So we had this island off the coast of Scotland where they were actually doing anthrax experiments to test to see what would happen if there was an anthrax wow. attack. Scary. And because they're coming off of World War One, and World War One, they were used, like, that's where the gas masks all came from, right? That's, I mean, people had to have gas masks in the field because that's they were... so scary. Um, ...gassing each other in yeah. the trenches. 
And so then the what the Brits decided to do is that they want to check out, okay, well, what happened if anthrax was released and they did it on this island? And then that island became uninhabitable <laughs> for 50 years. And so it's not like these kind of things haven't happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Where So that and this is a true that story. That plants the seed. We're not making up. Grew in your right. island. You know, this is this is a real thing. And, and it belonged to somebody who wanted to have, like, livestock on it and stuff. And the government was just like, sorry. You know, like, we, we ruined it for you. Wow. So how long before they admitted that? Um, it was 1981. So we're getting to like almost 40 years later, uh, newspapers started receiving messages mm. with this heading called Operation Dark Harvest Whoa. that demanded the government decon- decontaminate the island. And so they were, tr- you know, starting in 1986, they started decontaminating the island and they finally uh, stopped the quarantine in 1990. So almost 50 years after it was declared uninhabitable, then they were like they had gotten the, all the anthrax off it. Wow. So just like those little kind of things where you're like, all right, you hear about that. Now, that wasn't top secret. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, that wasn't some kind of top even though like the Brits just kind of like let it go for 40 years until like somebody's like, hey, we want this island back. Right. right? <laughs> um, so that wasn't a top secret thing. It was a real thing. So you hear stories like that, and it makes you believe like, okay, well, maybe they could test it. Maybe a biological weapon could get out. But an island seems like a lot more believable place for them to choose as the right. testing they, ground for it. They planned a testing ground so they wouldn't kill people. Right. Not. I mean, you look at Wuhan, China. It's like right in the middle of... Yeah. It would be the second right. largest city. This city seems... in Wuhan that most of us have never heard of would have been the second largest city in the United right. States. <laughs> you know? And so it just kind of, you're like, all right. So um, it's that first idea. I mean, I've also heard, I was reading somewhere. Oh, Wendy, have you ever spent any time on 4chan? <laughs> Not a lot, but yeah. Okay. I spent a bunch of time on 4chan <laughs> when I was working on this. And 4chan is a, it's a, like a message board, if you guys haven't been there. It's, it's a message board. It looks like an old school message board, people responding to each other and stuff like we all used to use 20 years ago. But it's, it's image-based, so it really encourages people to – like that's where a lot of memes come from. People will post an image. Everybody will like it. They'll respond to it. They'll laugh at it. They'll copy it from there, and they'll take it to other social media. Mm. But the thing about 4chan is that like when you go on Facebook, you're – like your mom's going to see what you have to say. <laughs> okay. You know, when you go on Twitter, like it has to be associated with like a real email address. Yeah. And on, so it's not so anonymous. Yeah. You can still be pretty anonymous on Twitter, but like Facebook, you can't like, right. um, and other social media sites, like they're all kind of traceable. 4chan's the place you go to where anonymous <laughs> no. people go. And so, oh boy, you know how it is. I mean, people are horrible to each other on the internet when they yes. know who the person yeah. is. Imagine how they are when, you're completely anonymous, oh, and that other person to you is also completely anonymous. Yeah, so no. 4chan's the place those discussions happen. It's also an interesting place because of the anonymity. You kind of get to see how the world really is ah, and the way people talk to each other. Interesting. And the way people would act if we all were, I don't know, bullies? Probably <laughs> so put that place. Um, Sounds but, horrible. But this is straight where, I mean, people are talking about, they're like, well, yes, well, this is going to be a... People are just coming in saying, I'm a, you know, I, I'm someone that works with the CDC yeah, or whatever. And sure. we, and I can't say my name, but we know <laughs> that this is a 
bioengineered weapon that's on the loose. And actually, ah, okay. the Canadian government is using it to test its social credit ah. system because now they're seeing if because the social credit system is based on when people log in uh, to their social media sites, the kind of phone usage they have. Um, it's a way to keep track of their people. Well, now how do we keep track of if there's a disease or an outbreak? They're testing it out in case of like some kind of national emergency because the social credit system then would be used to determine who gets saved. Oh, wow. So how do, you, how do you concentrate on who, if you can only save a certain amount of people, yeah. how do you concentrate on it? Wow. You know, there's another thing that uh, we've already been introduced to this idea of a virus from China in the book World War Z. Hmm. So in, in the book World War Z, the zombie virus that takes over the planet starts in China. And then it, because of the way the Chinese government is, secrecy, um, they keep things to themselves, yeah. you know, kind of things. They're not as open with the rest of the world. Like that causes the virus to spread because mm. they won't admit to it. It's uh, if you guys had a chance to watch the uh, HBO series Chernobyl, that was on. You kind of see that the Soviet Union did not want to admit the world that their reactors had a problem. Okay. And because they didn't want to admit that, it made the whole problem Ooh. way, and a lot more people died than needed to. Oh man! Because they wouldn't do it. Washington Post. This just came out yesterday. Uh, early missteps and state secrecy in China probably allowed the coronavirus to spread farther and faster. Uh-oh. Now, whatever you feel about the Washington Post, like <laughs> if you feel like it's fake news or not, at least the Washington Post has to have some of its information backed up. And so, uh, you know, this tells the story about how because of the Chinese government, the way it is, because they did keep things secret because they um, they do have this gigantic bureaucracy that prioritizes political stability over all else. They try to keep people calm. They try to keep the masses, you know, complacent or whatever while they work on the problem. Sure, in, right. Instead of saying like, you're all going to die. No, <laughs> say that. But, you know, because they have, because that's the way their system is, it wasn't it's not made for stopping a virus from getting out of the country right because then they got to admit there's a virus and now you have 11 million people freaking out yeah and also it makes the person in charge of that area look bad and i guess that's really frowned upon among like the government you don't want to be the one that everybody's laughing at because you screwed up or you know whatever so they try to keep things quiet until it's under control right so that, I think, is part of it, too. And so, but this all leads into the conspiracy thing, because this whole, then it starts making things a little more believable. Okay, so is this a cover-up, then? You just blame it on the local official and, and the local bureaucracy, <laughs> you know, or little things. And it all kind of feeds into each other. You know, in the article, it says that rumors of a mysterious virus start to swirl uh, mid-December, uh, Chinese social media, particularly among medical professionals. And it's clear now that Chinese officials soon knew something was amiss. So the officials knew something was going on, but they weren't releasing it to the medical professionals because they hadn't figured it out yet. And even, you know, you get somebody from the the China, the head of China studies at the Center for Strategic and International Studies in Washington, Jude Blanchett, says, China's public health system has been modernized, but China's political system hasn't. If anything, there's been a regression. So... Medical professionals who tried to sound an alarm were seized by the police. Uh, key state media omitted mention of the outbreak for weeks. So the whole idea was they maintain stability and don't tell people about the actual problem. 
Man. Now, if there's an actual conspiracy involved in this, um, that's where it sounds like it's a conspiracy of state media and the government in order to keep people calm so they wouldn't freak out. Mm-hmm. And so that's an, so all those little things, they contribute to this idea that, okay, maybe there's something more sinister going on. Something sinister like, this is all Bill Gates' fault. What? Yeah, this is, okay. Oh, no. So, so what happens is, <laughs> um, this kind of ties in, one of the people that, the first people to suggest this is going back to 4chan, is this guy <laughs> okay. named Q okay. on 4chan. And so Q claims that he is deep inside the United States government and that um, Donald Trump is fighting a war against the deep state. And the deep state is people who are in the CIA, who are in the Defense Department, different levels. So basically the military industrial complex is the deep state. Okay. And Donald Trump is fighting them because they are all unelected officials. They're appointed officials that are mm-hmm. sometimes there for life. Kind of like J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover, I mean, lasted through like five different presidents as wow. the head of the FBI. Mm-hmm. So there's all these three-letter organizations inside the Washington system. And Q is also there. And Q's <laughs> talking about this elite cabal of people inside the deep state that are also pedophiles. Oh, and they operate a pedophile ring. And... Donald Trump has a secret plan to stop them all. Okay. And so he posts these conspiracy theories on the 4chan, and some people really get into it. There's four Republican candidates who are running for Congress right now who, like, retweeted a bunch of Q... They call oh, Q man. Because everybody, like, most people on 4chan are anonymous or whatever. Sure. So the conspiracy is called QAnon. Okay. And the thing is, there's little aspects of it that then start to they make they make things sound real, make mm-hmm. things feel real. You know, when you find out that one of the guys in the FBI was texting his girlfriend at the time or whatever, we gotta take Donald Trump down or, you know, we gotta do things. Oh, and they're just which I mean, half the text of the people in Madison would be that, whatever, <laughs> right? Because everybody's political. And that's true. But normal like people that have political text, and maybe if you're in the FBI and that's your yeah. you know, you're not supposed to be having political thoughts like that or doing that. But at the same time, that keeps feeding into that idea that, okay, it's Donald Trump versus the deep state um, yeah. of these CIA and FBI guys. And anyway, QAnon's out there, and he's saying things about like how Bill Gates, um, the B- Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was a primary owner of a patent in 2015 that somebody patented a coronavirus and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was the primary owner. So that comes up like, okay, so, but you said coronavirus is a group of virus, a group of viri. There's not right, just one, yeah. it's not just one coronavirus. Yeah. That's why they call it the 2019 novel. Strain, the novel strain. Well, whatever, the, the newest one, the latest one to infect. So, humans. you know, it comes out that um, the Gates Foundation did help fund a UK institute, the Purbright Institute, which holds a patent related to the development of a weakened strain of the coronavirus that can be used to vaccinate birds or other animals for respiratory diseases. And the institute had to say, because people were kept on saying, like, first of all, Bill and Melinda Gates do not own our institute. <laughs> right. Second of all, we don't work with any human coronaviruses. Oh. They were just working with bird viruses. Interesting. And they were just trying to vaccinate them. Uh, okay. So, but it's just the idea. There's, you find something with enough truth in it that, okay, this institute works with coronavirus. Bill Gates gave them money. Mm-hmm. 
and Bill Gates now owns the patent on the coronavirus. <laughs> and you hear enough of those things, like, well, there's enough truth in there. Yeah. And so that's one thing. When I was looking on 4chan today, I mean, so people have been debunking this one for a couple of weeks about Bill Gates and the coronavirus. People were still talking today like, well, obviously, you know, this is part of Bill Gates' plan <laughs> to help depopulate the planet. Oh, because if we depopulate the planet, then um, we're not going to have... You know, you have less carbon emissions for global warming. Oh, if you depopulate the planet, you don't have to worry about food. Right. <laughs> you know, it's well, it's the entire, it's the entire, um, it's basically what's his name from the Avengers. It's basically Thanos's plan. Thanos says that the universe has too many things that are taking up all. You know, they're ruining the universe. Too many people. Mm-hmm. So that's why he indiscriminately kills half the population in the universe. So that there's enough stuff for everybody. So it's a, and this is the idea of the new world order. This is the idea of like these, this elite cabal to depopulate the planet. They've been talking about that forever. Yeah. Like Alex Jones has been ringing the depopulation bell uh, for as long as I've heard about it. Hmm. And the idea is not that just humans would be more easier to control, but that you could lead us to a more utopian state. Ah, so this okay. is their idea of they're going to create a utopian state by deep, like by killing off a good segment of the population. That I mean, the X file. That's an that's that's straight yeah. out of the X files. You know, <laughs> right? That's that, that the population straight out of the X files too. Um, this is the latest one though. Uh, this came out in, in the, like the last week, and there's this thing that people have been talking about called Miracle Mineral Solution MMS. What? And the thing about MMS is that it's bleach. What? And and people have been talking about for a while. Um, no. Chlorine dioxide. So they're saying like, they're selling a little bit of this, uh, like chlorine dioxide diluted in water. And um, people have been recommending it for if, you know, if you didn't vaccinate your kids, it's oh going to help gosh. you fight diseases. And I don't know why. People, I mean, whether they're trying to sell it or what they're trying to do with it, but like because chlorine dioxide, um, like viruses are listed on something that chlorine dioxide would kill because of course, what do you do with the floors or whatever if somebody's been sick? Right. You ever bleach right. the floor? Yeah. Disinfect. Of course, you disinfect, you <laughs> disinfect through bleach. So it's going to kill, um, it's going to kill bacteria. It's also going to kill you. Right. So Q comes out and says something about like, you know, if you want to defend yourself against the coronavirus, you're going to want to use this miracle mineral solution. And so miracle mineral solution sounds much better than drink bleach. Right. (laughs) So someone's selling this as a product though online? There's uh, There's a YouTuber named Jordan Sather. And he's like, he's just talking in his videos. And he's like, I'm going to MMS the whole out of everything. Miracle mineral solution. So he says this and... You know, he follows up, um, you know, Jordan Sather. I mean, he follows up. He starts talking about the stuff they said on ZeroHedge.com or whatever. And when he's talking about the stuff on ZeroHedge.com that we talked about originally, where they said it was, a, you know, a bioengineered virus from China that's being let loose through the planet, Zero Hedge also came out and started trying to find, um, well, when do you remember the movie Resident Evil? Uh, yes. Kind of, okay. There's a video yes. game too. I mean, it can't, all came from this video game. Right. And I played the video game a couple of times, but I was kind of already out of video games by the time Resident <laughs> Evil came out. So, I, but I did see the movies and Resident Evil, there's this 
virus that spreads and turns everybody into zombies. Ooh. So, it's, I mean, it's kind of like oh, yeah, World my, War Z in that way. Yeah, yeah. My brother was super into that game. Sure. He was right at the perfect age for it. And, like, the business who is developing that is called the Umbrella Corporation. And so the Umbrella Corporation is headquartered in Raccoon City. Well, Raccoon is an anagram of Corona. Oh, All right. So you, man. you find that, this is the exact same thing we were talking about last week when we were finding links between Star, like a, yeah. a Star Trek conspiracy. You know, yeah. like that John Tenney was telling us, he was making up a conspiracy before our very eyes about Star Trek. And he was using these things that sounded true. Mm-hmm. That you're like, oh man, Corona is an anagram Whoa. of raccoon. <laughs> well, it is in English, but it isn't in Japanese, <laughs> right? Which yeah. is why they originally developed... You know, so nobody thinks like, okay, well, what was it originally in Japanese when you're thinking about Resident Evil? Because that's what the game was right. written in Japanese. <laughs> um, so he goes in and, and they have this entire like this, this Wuhan biohazard lab, the, the Institute of Virology, is the real life umbrella corporation because they're developing that stuff. And oh, so people man. are spreading this that, you know. That it's it's into virology that it's being spread. The YouTubers are coming on and saying, "Well, the way it's going to make you safe is by drinking the miracle Bleach. mineral solution." And that's scary. So they're, they're profiting on people um, by selling them products, but are they trying to kill them? That's what I don't get. Like, right? Why would you want to give your customers something dangerous? So right? They can't I mean, buy more of it. I almost feel like whoever is doing the Q stuff is the world's biggest troll. Because yeah. you get tens of thousands of people believe in him. Yeah. And now you're getting Republic. These people are running unopposed in certain areas. Some of these Republican people running for Congress. And you usually think like Republican. All right. Well, they may be cheap on money, but at least they're going to be pretty smart or whatever. But these guys are taking Q conspiracy stuff and they're, running, they're going to be Congress Gosh. people. They're going to be in Congress, like elected representatives <laughs> of, of Americans. And we got to tell them, like... Uh, no new taxes and stop listening to QAnon. Like that, <laughs> that's it. Slowly back away from the QAnon. Well, and why would you think that somebody would do this? Because people are giving it a reaction. Like, why would you come right. up with a conspiracy theory? Because you're getting a reaction. What? Right. I mean, we were just talking about this before we, you know, like what's the purpose of like being in a band and writing songs? We want millions of people to enjoy the songs. Mm-hmm. We want to create music that people love. We want to create a story that has an impact. These guys are creating a story that has an impact. Right. It's just, Whether it's good or evil, yeah. I think, is secondary to the sure. fact that it's working. And I I mean, I see people in my Facebook feed, people who are business people, intelligent, smart, that are regurgitating the QAnon stuff. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, well, obviously, it's because of these pedophiles uh-huh. at the highest level. And like, of course, there are, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, he doesn't, I mean, it's not that he just killed himself or whatever yeah it's that like the, they don't have the video and right. the guards fell asleep and it's like oh why if you were gonna kill him and make it look like he killed yeah. himself, why didn't you just do it right you know you pay the guards and the guy's like oh yeah he killed himself right yeah. right what i mean what why does it always have to be so mysterious <laughs> it's like somebody's creating the drama yeah, for us that's true they're creating something for us to talk about um that Jordan Sather guy is also linking it. The the YouTuber we're talking about who wants you to drink bleach also is like, it's very curious this is all happening during the impeachment too, isn't it? <laughs> so then he connects it to like, I mean, honestly, I think most people aren't even paying attention to the yeah. impeachment because they're like, well, it's not going to work. So why? Except in Madison, everybody right. is. Oh, man, my Uber driver on the way back from the airport the other day was listening to impeachment, you know, and he's like, pretty interesting, huh? I'm like, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, another person I respect today comes out, he puts this on Facebook, just reading some scientific research by Indian scientists into the coronavirus. Their tests show that the, quote, delivery system, unquote, used to infect people is actually a variant of the HIV virus. The scientists have concluded that this is not a naturally occurring event. In fact, they've identified three unique inserts in the coronavirus. Mainstream media has ignored these papers completely, but they dropped the metaphoric ball by reporting that the coronavirus responds to anti-HIV drugs. And he goes, this post may disappear in a few hours as Facebook has ordered a clampdown on fake Uh. coronavirus news. (laughs) So they're admitting it's fake. Or admitting that that it's going to be taken down or it might be a conspiracy theory. And it comes in and the site that, you know, a lot of this comes from is communalnews.com, which I have no idea uh, if that's going to be a... um, What are their credentials? Right. That's the thing. Communalnews.com, like who's their fact checker? Right. You know, and they're coming out saying, uh, if this report from India is true, it is indeed a bioengineered virus. Um, new information become available states that an India lab has just confirmed that the coronavirus is at least four protein inserts from HIV that suggest it's bioengineered as a biological weapon. They also cross-reference the coronavirus patents filed in 2015. Um, so now they're mentioning those patents that those guys said was just a bird you know, vaccine or whatever. And they're using words like protein inserts that most people are like, Oh wow, it's got to be that? real. They wouldn't. They wouldn't lie about protein no, inserts. No, I mean that's science, man. Yeah, so you see that, and you stick this stuff in, and it's the exact same thing. When you hear something that sounds like it's, now I'm not saying the coronavirus is not a biologically, it's like a, a bioengineered weapon, and that we all die from it pretty soon, because uh, that might happen. Like I'm saying, famous last words, right? But it's not deadly enough, though. I mean, it, right. it, only two percent of the people who caught it. I've died, got the flu. Right? I've got the flu, and it's only been deadly to my clean underwear. Um, <laughs> oh no! But you know those those things come out, and you you see people that you respect in different areas. Where it's like the person that put that, I think, is a very intelligent guy on most things. But then he comes out and he's talking about the coronavirus, like he knows what insert like protein inserts are (laughs) maybe he does well he just doesn't trust the mainstream media and that is a something dr scholl sells right (laughs) i was gonna say protein (laughs) inserts make my feet feel great (laughs) no and i understand why people don't trust the mainstream media like there's a million reasons why you shouldn't trust i mean from the new york times saying to us oh yeah we the chemical weapons in iraq you bet your ass saddam's got them to i mean getting the facts wrong on a million different things. It it does feel a lot of times that if you are not of a certain kind of mindset, mainstream media has it out yeah. for you. You know, so right. if you're not the usual progressive liberal agenda, like you're like, oh, okay. But that's acting like the truth has teams. Mm-hmm. Like that there's a conservative truth and a liberal truth instead of saying like, no, there's a truth and that's what we should be interested in rather than just what supports our kind of view of the world. Mm-hmm. And... These conspiracy theories, whether it's, you know, on the right or the left, because remember how many conspiracy theories were about Donald Trump and the Russians. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a million different things in the whole like urinating on the prostitutes in the Moscow or whatever was going on. <laughs> like if we, It was too ridiculous that I was like, come on here. That um, it's not like conspiracy theories don't run rampant right, in every yeah. kind of political belief system. But when you when you see that, that, OK, uh, it's a bioengineered. It's Bill Gates owns the patent. Um, all these kind of things make you feel that uh, 
who am I supposed to kind of believe when I see everybody saying different things? Number one, I'm never going to believe that Bill Gates is actually going to deep, try to depopulate the planet or would do it through murdering people. Like, he's not Thanos. No, he's trying to his big, tra- He's trying to get rid of, what, malaria or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, his biggest crime is obviously Windows... Ni- oh, no, sorry. His biggest <laughs> crime is obviously uh, Windows, Windows XP. Oh, XP, okay, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, NT was a rough one, no, too. No, you're right. <laughs> but Windows XP, XP you're like, the worst. what are you thinking? Um, Just the worst. But the thing is, is that whenever... Tra- and this is about Alex Jones, too. Like, Alex Jones, I used to be like, he used to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I used to enjoy listening. No, I did. Prison plan, all the conspiracy theories and everything. Um, but whenever somebody tries to sell you something at the end of a... Uh, yeah, I know. You got to wonder. So when Alex Jones right. talks about the coronavirus, he's like, you know, this is the perfect opportunity to store up on the food you're going to need when all the uh, food becomes... So they tell you, you know, get food ready for your bunker. Right. Um, Whenever there's a dollar, whenever there's an ask for a dollar sign mm-hmm. at the end, you have to question somebody's motives. And so that's when I think whenever I read something, whenever there's a call to action at the end that involves me taking out my wallet, um, I'm totally going to not believe what they have yeah. to say because the whole, I realize the entire thing that they just told me is designed for them to make money. Right. And I know that news is like that in general, but or the idea to sell commercials. like we all. But you're hoping that there is enough fact checking going on. Right. Exactly. Oh, by the way, if you'd like to join our Patreon community. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get you to, you know, we're trying to have fun and hopefully you have fun in a conversation yes. and want to give us yes. money for it. But um, <laughs> we'll be very transparent about that ask. Definitely. And so. And we're not going to like scare you into feeling like you have to spend money. You know, that's, that's what I hate about these things. Right. And. The thing is, is that a lot of this stuff also happens on Twitter when, and these guys will grab stuff. They'll grab memes and images from 4chan that people create, whether it's a map of how the coronavirus will sp- spread, whether it's a, uh, like, Wendy, you were looking at the map in China that's showing the different, right, you know, yeah. where the um, where people have had the virus. And you see that. Right. It's scary looking. And the thing is, what we're looking at, like, no, I'm looking at that map, and that could even be a different country. True. You know I mean, that they just put China on it. They just right. put the name China. And just Wu- the fact that the circles. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Wuhan's right in the middle of China. I never heard of Wuhan before. Yeah. And I, I know I'm not the world's most red guy or whatever, but I'm just saying that information can be manipulated in whatever way that person wants you to think. Yeah. And sometimes, the, sometimes, it's mis- like, sometimes it's very obvious what they want you to do. If it's that guy on YouTube... He wants you to buy his bleach so you drink it. Um, if it's, you know, QAnon or whatever, I don't know exactly what the, you know, what they're trying to do. Or they're just trying to create an interesting narrative and it's all some kind of Andy Kaufman-esque experiment. Yeah, it could be. They're just trying to, you know, make their impact, whatever that is. Right. You know, it, it'll be in, oh, the 2020. Remember early 2020 when QAnon created this huge... Yeah discussion uproar i mean i think sometimes people just get off on it yeah. like i think about that whole john titor time traveler thing that was on coast to coast and different message boards in the early 2000s like this guy who was telling us about what was going to happen in the future because he was a traveler from the future mm-hmm. and it was just this fascinating story and nobody ever took credit for it yeah and you're like well what you know <laughs> what, what is the point of creating these kind of conspiracy theories um, I mean, some things are fun. When you when you connect it to Resident Evil, that's fun because it's a video game and you know it's going to be fake. When you're saying all of a sudden you're blaming Bill Gates, who, I mean, there's a lot of reason to be mad at Bill Gates, but the coronavirus is not one of them. So don't 
always believe everything you read on the internet, I think is, is the first thing we have to say. And, um, if you start to feel sick, uh, be careful out there. Yeah. And there is no cure for it. So you just have to like tough it out and take care of yourself. Well, just like the flu. Right. Exactly. You know, that's the thing is it's just, it's basically the flu. It's just a different well, it's a flu made, molecule or it's whatever. It's a flu made in a lab to kill you. <laughs> right. Oh. But but the thing is, um, what I always suggest to do, and, and the worst is when you see like a, a beloved family member like forward you something. Um, you know, I was expecting to have more. I was always expecting my mother to be more into conspiracy theories than she is because she loves horror stories and she's always terrified of this stuff and she'll read about it in the news. But somehow she's been pretty good about like... Uh, in, you know, I, I think it's because she just says like she wants to avoid it altogether. Sure. So yeah. she instead of being like, well, I'm worried about this in a lab or something. Yeah. She's just like, don't go to China ever. <laughs> don't go to Canada. Nope. You know, <laughs> stay away. Stay home. Stay, and stay in your safe. Safe home. Right. Stay in your stay in your bubble, and you'll be just fine. And so anyway, the coronavirus. Hopefully, uh, we figure out a way so a bunch more people do not die. Yeah, and it's good advice anyway. You know, wash your hands. Don't uh, sneeze on people. That kind of stuff, because you can catch other things. Absolutely. So just, it's good advice to follow. You know, I tell my three-year-old this: cough into your elbow, mm. and so that's the best yeah. way to not get respiratory particles into your friends. Also, you know, if you don't feel comfortable eating bat, don't eat bat. There you go. I was gonna say, but anyway. So uh, next time you're looking for something on the internet and it says something really outrageous, just make sure you double check it before you hit that share button or before you post something because then I might mention it on the show and be like, this, okay. Who's this fool? Right. You know, you're like, this guy's really smart. Uh, Except that he's, you know, (laughs) he totally expects me to believe that he knows what the hell protein inserts are. (laughs) You know? You know a lot about ghosts, man. Stick to it. Now, for conspiracies to work like crackpots think they do, it would require geniuses at the top. Benjamin Franklin famously said, Three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. Whether it's UFOs, cars that are powered by water, or bioengineered viri, the truth would get out. We keep believing that humans are actually smarter than we are, when the truth is, the inmates are running the asylum.
for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. And the idea for this episode did come from one of our Patreon members, Chuck Martin. Chuck is also the author of some awesome books, and uh, we've had him on the show yes. and talked about his books. And thank you very much for the idea, Chuck. We really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Chuck. And thanks for all the great ideas that you send us. We are really happy to have you as part of our Patreon community. Absolutely. And if you would like to be part of the See You on the Other Side and Sunspot community, where we talk about music, movies, horror, paranormal, ghost hunting, like every little bit of the paranormal, every little bit of fun pop culture and, and paranormal things, then please check it out at othersidepodcast.com slash donate. For a very small donation every month, you can contribute to what I think is the hottest and sexiest paranormal community on the web. Yeah. And we'd like to do our weekly shout out to Patreon, Dr. Ned. Yes. Who is contributing at a level where he's basically, he's an executive producer of the show. That's right. So Ned, your support means a lot to us. And all of our Patreons, your support means the world to us. So thank you very much for your time and your donations and everything you do to help keeping us going. Now, if you want to meet in person, I will be at the Dead of Winter event in Alton on Saturday February 8th. So I hope to meet you in person and be there. My sister, Allison Jorlin, will be speaking on some paranormal fun stuff. And we know we have some Patreons in Alton and in the St. Louis area. So if you're there, make sure you come say hi. I'll buy you a beer or a coffee and we can talk weird. Awesome. Have a great week, everybody. Sorry. You know, like we, we ruined it for you.